Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 54 of Metallicast, the Metallica podcast. I'm your host and fellow Metallica fan. My name is Brandon. On this episode, I'm joined by two longtime members of the Metallicast Monday Show, Mr. Jason Long, who has been on twice before, and a newcomer to Metallicast, Mr. Brett Violence. We've been having a back and forth for a while on social media, and we finally got him on, and it was so great to have Jason back on as well. The reason the two of them are joining me is because all three of us had the privilege to attend a Big Four show. Jason and I went to the Yankee Stadium show, and Brett went to the very first one in Indio, California. So we talk about our personal experiences, the set list, if we think there will ever be another Big Four show, and so much more. So here is my conversation with Jason and Brett about the big four. Oh, and one quick thing. We had some tech issues throughout and hopefully you did not notice uh, as you listen, but if you hear us uh, taking a big old crap on Brett, it is because uh, he had an echo uh, on his end whenever we spoke and we just could not figure it out and he had uh, tech issues with his headphones and this and that. So we were just kind of giving him a hard time. Um, But yeah, now that that is out of the way, here is our conversation about the Big Four. My guests today are two members of the Metallicast Monday Show. 
One is a returning guest. He has been on, I think, twice now. He is the man behind the online petition to get Metallica into the Super Bowl halftime show. Still has not happened, but it did result in the night before concert, which was pretty fucking cool. Please welcome back to Metallicast, Mr. Jason Long. Jason, how are you, sir? Good, buddy. How you been? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. And our uh, partner in crime today is having a little bit of a, a tech issue, but he is still with us and still a valued member of the show. Um, but I might fuck with him a little bit because he's on mute right now. Um, so I think I might just like trash him and just make him watch and just make him watch the verbal beatdown and not have him be able to respond. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, he should, uh, that or you should send him to his garage, one of the two. <laughs> so but before I introduce him, Jason, what is in the garage? I don't know. I just know that it's cold and he doesn't like it. <laughs> Please welcome to the Metallicast. First time guest and a long time listener. We've talked many times online. Mr. Brett Myolan and hopefully... I I know I just asked before we went on air. Hopefully I did not butcher your name. Pleasure to be on. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, that's enough out of Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you when I edit this, it'll all go swimmingly. So the reason the three of us are together is because we all have experience. The big four. Um, I know I went to the Yankee Stadium show. Um, and Jason, was that the one that you went to as well? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we both went to the New York City Yankee Stadium, Big Four Extravaganza. And Brett, um, correct me if I am wrong, but you went to the first one in India. Yes, that's correct. Where Coachella was, uh, the same venue Coachella is played at. All right. I've been there for Coachella. Um, it was quite the experience, mainly because of the people who go to Coachella. But I'm sure it was a much uh, different, uh, more old school metal crowd for uh, the Big Four. Yes. Yeah, it was definitely uh, more of the thrash metal kind of scene. A lot of cool stuff going on before the show. People coming from across the border of Mexico just for this show. Um, no idea it was a same place Coachella was was at until we were actually in and checking out the grounds. Uh, some of the people working there mentioned how vastly different the crowds were. So yeah, it, it was cool. When I went to Coachella was the year that Guns N' Roses was reuniting. And this is an actual quote out of my mouth. I wish that girl with the headdress, like the Native American headdress, was not in my way so I could see better. True story. <laughs> And that basically sums up Coachella. But we are not here to talk about Coachella. We're here to talk about the big four. So I'm interested uh, to hear just what your overall experience was like. We can talk, of course, afterwards a little bit about the set list, but I don't think we really need to go song by song or anything. They're actually, um, I looked at the set list before recording, and they're almost identical except for uh, the encore. Uh between the Indio and the New York show. I think they were all pretty much the handful that they did. I think they were all pretty much in line in terms of uh, what Metallica played um, with a, maybe a couple minor differences like we'll discuss. Uh, but Jason, what was that overall experience 
for you like? And I will chime in a little bit uh, because I was also there. Um. Well, first is it was first time I'd ever been to New York City. Um. So right. that was that that in itself was pretty cool. Getting to see the at the time basically brand new Yankee Stadium. Um. That was pretty cool. So that was the, the those two things to start were were pretty big. Then getting inside and um I, I don't know i don't think the crowd was too much different than a than a normal metallica crowd it wasn't I, to, for me at least it didn't seem like there were too many crazy crazy out, outrageous people but the overall vibe of the day was I, I thought was really cool like on the on the train getting there everybody that was on the train was going there oh yeah you know that was that was the whole the whole the whole the whole train was filled with people going yeah. with slayer shirts and anthrax shirts and you know, Megadeth and obviously Metallica shirts. I, I did have to correct a guy uh, that was standing across from me. He was saying, uh, he was saying, I'll bet it's going to be, I'll bet the lineup is going to be Anthrax, Megadeth, then Metallica, then Slayer. I'll bet that's the way the lineup goes. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, I said, bro, listen, this thing doesn't happen if, if Metallica is not in it. So no, they're, yeah. they're going to be last. They're going to, they're yeah. going to be the big, they're, they're the big finale. Trust me. He was like, yeah, you're probably right. I'm like, no, okay, anyways. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no knock on Slayer because they're hugely popular relevant band, but there's a big gap between them and where Metallica is, as they, as there is between Metallica and pretty much every other metal band. Yeah. But but overall, um, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a great experience. I was really glad that I went. Not a huge fan of the other three bands, but it was still cool to see them. And uh, yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I all I remember, not all I remember, but one of the main things I remember was the ridiculous amount of security to get into Yankee Stadium. Do you remember, like, it, yeah. like usually when you go to a concert, you go through like one level of security, like you get, you know, you go through one maybe metal detector, you get your bags checked. What like it's one security entrance and you're good. This one was like. I swear I waited in maybe three security lines to get through. Yeah. I remember that. Um, when you got off, I, I remember getting off the subway and coming up and there was a security to get to where you show your tickets. And then once you showed your tickets, they wanted you again, at least the gate that I came in. I, I, I do remember that. That's interesting. You bring that up. Yeah. Cause I, and I was like, maybe it's just a Yankee stadium thing, but I remember the guy in front of me in one of the security lines, um, you know, we were just making small talk and he was and Paul McCartney had played Yankee Stadium maybe just like the week before, um, if I'm not mistaken. And he was like, I was here last week to see Paul McCartney and there was not this amount of security. So maybe they were a little bit uh, uh, skeptical of uh, the heavy metal crowd. But I thought it was a pretty normal Metallica crowd. I think, you know, there was definitely Anthrax shirts and Magda shirts and Slayer shirts. But the majority of people there were your usual Metallica nerds like ourselves. Um, Brett, I'm interested to hear what your experience was like in Indio, especially since that was the first big four show. And, um, you know, as far as you knew, when you left there, that was going to be the only one. Yeah, it was, it was really cool experience. You know, I, I come in the day before and I've you know never been to that part of the country. So just driving the rental car and seeing like the mountains and everything was super cool. Um, like you said, we didn't know there was going to be another one. So everybody at the Metallica Club party the night before was super stoked. We all knew we were seeing something special. Um, as far as getting in, I don't recall any. 
out of the ordinary uh, security. Um, I, I do recall, though, uh, since I live in Georgia and it's really warm and humid here, it was not that way in Indio. So I did not dress accordingly. Um, and I got pretty burnt, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but getting in, though, I mean, it was fairly easy getting in. But what was cool about it to me, it was the olden days, like the 90s Metallica, like the Black Album tour as far as tailgating. Didn't do any of that on the Death Magnetic, did none of it on the Madly in Anger with the World Tour, but it was back in those Black Album load days where everyone was parking in those fields that they've got out there, firing up the grills, drinking, getting nice and lubed up before we went in. Um, I'm a huge fan of all four of the bands, so it was like pretty much the ultimate concert experience for me. You know, I've been playing those games for years. Like, oh, what would your ultimate lineup be? Oh, it'd be, you know, Anthrax, Magnus, Slayer, Metallica. And, well, we've got it. Um, so it was really, really cool. Um, I got to get pretty close. Um, and I just, the whole thing was awesome. All four bands loved every minute of it. And I think for so many people, that was the dream lineup, right? And they had toured together in different incarnations. Um, like over the years, especially like the late eighties, early nineties, you had the clash of the Titans tour, which had three of the four, uh, plus Alice in Chains, which I mean, what a fucking lineup that is too. Um, but then, you know, you had them various bands play with Metallica at festivals or open up for Metallica here, there, including Megadeth, um, which is sort of, you know, the odd pairing with the history of, oh, they must day. Wow. But uh, you you guys knew you guys knew I had to do it at some point. We're talking about the big four here, but um, you know, to have all four on one bill with no with nothing else going on, just those four bands, uh, really a dream come true for many many metalheads. Um, and you know, I I I myself am a fan of all four bands. Uh, Megadeth is definitely second. And then there's a little bit of a gap, and I'd put Anthrax in there, uh, third. And then there's a little bit more of a gap, and I put Slayer there last. But um, you know, there's and there'd be bands filling in those gaps in between. So it's not like they're my four favorite bands, but they're four bands that I do like, um, and it, four bands that I had seen live previously. But to kind of have them all there together, not really promoting anything in particular, just there to kind of celebrate the history of thrash metal and what the four bands had accomplished, I thought was really, really cool and really, really special. I'm curious, Jason, uh, as somebody who's not the biggest fan of the other three bands, what was the band that stood out to you the most besides Metallica that night? Um, man, I walked away with a lot more respect for Megadeth than I had before. Yeah. Um, I was, I was not uh, really at all his, his voice and oh, yeah, my voice. Yeah. what's wrong with my voice and, hello me it's me again and, uh, yeah, the, me. The, yeah yeah there you go yeah and the the whole the whole rivalry and all that i just never yeah i never really got into them but when when i left there um i i had a i had a i wanted to hear more i guess like I right. wanted to get like a greatest hits record or something, you know, I, I didn't necessarily want to go pick up all their records and try to listen to them start to finish. But, sure. but I, there were songs like uh, 
piece cells and hangar 18 and stuff like that. I, I really like hangar 18, by the way. Now that's, that's up there for me. I really like it. Um, I, I remember the brutality of Slayer. It was the second time I'd seen them. Um, I saw them at, uh, Ozfest. God, probably mm. 10 years before that. Yeah. And there's just, it's, it's just punishing, you know, <laughs> it's just one right after another, after another, after another, after another, after another. And then they're like, okay, and here's another and another and another. Um, and every and song, it, it, it's like Motorhead where like every song just sort of like bleeds yeah. into each other. I saw Motorhead. This was a, a not to go way off base, but just to share a quick story. I saw the bill I saw. It was awesome. It was Iron Maiden, Dio, Motorhead, and Every song that Motorhead played, I was like, "This is Ace of Spades already," and I was like, "Oh no, it's not." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this yeah. is Ace of Spades. No, 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 it's not. But every song is like, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, Anthrax was a lot of fun. I, I've I probably like them the most, I guess, out of the out of the three going in. Um, yeah. They, I was the most familiar with with their stuff. Um, yeah, they they were a lot of fun. I thought it was cool that they wore the the baseball jerseys, and you know, it was kind of like a big homecoming for them. And they got the, what did they get the key to the city or something? I think so. I, I, I want to say they, something. I want to like, say it was like Anthrax Day or something, which yeah, it's kind of ironic that it happened. And, it's kind of ironic that like Anthrax Day happened in New York City on September 14th. Just right. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like I hope people know we're talking about the band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good point. Yeah, because that was the 10 year. Uh, three days before was the 10 year. Yeah. Anniversary of of 9/11. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So Brett, as somebody who is a big fan of all four bands. I'm curious to hear sort of if you had seen all four before and how this show sort of uh, from a live performer standpoint uh, kind of ranked for you in terms of individual sets and in terms of your personal experience of seeing the bands and what was there a band that uh, what would be like your secondary band after Metallica, at least for that night? Well, for the, for that night, I would have to say it was Anthrax because they really came out, and I think that they maybe felt they had something to prove, you know, being the first. And you know, a lot of the, you know, let's face it, they're they're not not worthy, but they're the they're the fourth band for a reason, you know. Um, and I hate saying that because I love Anthrax. I've seen them as well as Megadeth and Slayer multiple times prior to this, but I felt Anthrax really stepped up their performance. Uh, Megadeth had a great set, um, but Anthrax, out of the three, I, I believe they really put on the best performance for the crowd. You know, um, one thing I will say is the fans there to see Just Metallica were not prepared for what Slayer was about to do. Um, as myself seeing Slayer before, they're about to come on. I kind of start taking a look around, like, okay, who near me could knock me out with one punch? And then I kind of, you know, kind of move stealthy to get in a safe spot. Kind of, I'm not the biggest dude. Um, so th- I knew to do that. And then when they came on, people weren't prepared. They were kind of stepping back. There were people in the front that were actively just kind of like um, retreating uh, t- towards the back, you know, which sucks because you just lost a spot from Metallica. Um, but I don't know if how many people know this, but that was the last ever performance 
uh, by Jeff Hanneman. He came out and played a couple of songs. He had a long sleeve T-shirt, and that one sleeve there was no sleeve on one of his arms that was affected um, by, I guess, you know, the spider bite. Uh, I went home the next day and sat next to his wife on the plane to Arizona. Um, and I got the whole nine yards about you know how you know everything led up to that show anyway. But that was really cool to see him when he come out the crowd when I'm sleeping bananas, and uh, they put on a great show. All three bands put on a great show. I just think Anthrax put on the best one, in my opinion. That's I, I kind of forgot that was that time frame when he was going through all that. Um, and I and I was just thinking as you were speaking about the New York show. So not only was it Gary Holt on guitar, because um, Jeff Hammond, as you said, did not play with Slayer again. Um, but Dave Mustaine was also going through something, too, if I recall. I, I want to say he was also having some kind of health issue. Um, I forget what it was. I'm not sure if it was voice related or arm related, but there was some kind of health issue and he, and the rumors were like, he might not make the show. And then they obviously played. And I, I mean, he, if there was something wrong, he definitely, um, he definitely, I definitely could not tell during the show. He definitely was a uh, super professional and stepped up and put on a great show with the band. But I remember there was something going on. And when they did the encore, um, you know, I was really excited to see like Dave on stage with them. And he actually at the New York show uh, was not on stage. I think part of it was because of what I was going on health wise. I think after the their performance, he just kind of left. Um, do you remember anything about that, Jason? Yeah, it was his back. His I, back. I, don't know, yeah. I, I don't know the full details of it, obviously. But but yeah, it was something with his back and neck and he had to have some kind of surgery and uh, initially I, right, I, yeah. I read it. I read an article and I don't remember where. Um, where he had said that he was this, you know, he was a, a second away from canceling and yeah. not not even coming to New York, and then just decided, oh, I gotta do it, you know. <laughs> uh, Jason and Brandon need to see me. Wow. And he's like, I gotta do it anyway. Or they're gonna call me a pussy. So, <laughs> so, so he sucked it up and went. But Tom yeah. Ray is gonna call me a Pussy. <laughs> yeah. And uh I, I I do remember it was very noticeable on stage because he did not move like at all. If you remember, he was yeah. very still. He stayed he stayed right in the middle, right in front of his mic. But he's also kind of like that anyways, I feel like yeah. live. Like he's like it's not he's not like um he sort of has like that Mustang stance and kind of stands still. Like he doesn't walk around too much. Um, I mean, in fairness, he's singing and playing some complex stuff too. So I wouldn't be moving around the stage that much, yeah. but yeah, no, he definitely was more limited with his mobility if I'm thinking about it, but it, it was, even that did not stand out too much to me because, um, he's, I feel like he's always a little bit more limited compared to, uh, a lot of other bands, like compared to an anthrax or Metallica. Yeah. And, and not being familiar with them live um to me it did it did stick out right. because i was like i was like man he doesn't move like at all and then when i and then when i read the story that he, that he almost didn't go i was like oh i guess that makes sense yeah, now yeah. you know don't you feel like a dick jason yeah, I was like oh man <laughs> poor dave well, jason's a dick <laughs> poor dave for me picking on him right <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. just try to break a record of most mustaine impressions in this episode i think 
Oh, Brett's mags are fucked up. Wow. <laughs> the rest of the podcast is just me being a dick to you guys and as Dave Mustaine. <laughs> oh. No, funny. Brandon. No. All right. So my next question is, um, I'm curious if you guys, before we go through the set list, and like I said, I don't plan on doing like a big track by track breakdown, but I do want to kind of read through the set list for both shows. Um, but what do you remember about the set before I do so? What Were there any songs that really uh, stood out to you as being like, oh, that was a great performance or I'm surprised they played that one? Uh, Jason, we'll hear from you first, then we'll go to Brett. Um, the one that stood out to me that I always remember is the uh, they they started all nightmare long and then about 14 or 15 seconds into it, they stopped, laughed and then restarted it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was that was that was unique. One of those you don't see that every day kind of thing. <laughs> um, and the, the 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 one performance, though, the one song for me that night, uh, I don't I don't know what it was, but it was something about the just the ambiance of the stadium looking up in the, you know, the, you know, the clear sky, the lasers, the, there was, you know, the, the fog from the smoke that had gone off when, when they played one that night was just, I don't know. It was just epic for some, for everything all tied in together, I guess. Right. Brad, what about for you? Um, Orion, you know, it had been a while since that 2006 European tour where they played puppets in its entirety, I think it was 2006. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Um, I was I was excited to hear that one, and I gotta admit, I was it was a surprise because it's not that I just wasn't expecting it completely. When Rob went up there and he started hitting that bass, like, rah, rah. for a second I was like, oh, they're not gonna play that, and then they kept going, and I was like, Holy, they are gonna play that, and that was really cool. The whole mood in the crowd changed a good bit, so that was probably. Um, the one song that st- stuck out stuck out for me in the performance, you know, it's, we, when you talk about the set list, I got a story for you uh, when we go through the songs. But that particular song, Orion, was the one that kind of, you know, was the set the tone for me. I 100 percent agree with you, Brett. I was going to say the same. And I had the same reaction where I thought at first they were like, oh, they're just going to kind of do like a little bass doodle here. They'll probably show Cliff, do like a little tribute for him. They like to do that anyways, but especially at the big four. And he was obviously such an integral part to, um, you know, for those first three albums and all the early years of the band. So it seems especially appropriate tonight with all those other bands and, you know, Dave being there for Megadeth and who had played with them and stuff. And uh, but then they just kept on going. And I was like, holy shit. I remember looking at. um uh, my wife, who was my uh, girlfriend at the time, who who I dragged along with me, and uh, I was like, "Holy shit, they're playing! They're playing a ride! They're playing!" She's like, "Yeah, cool." <laughs> Does she? I mean, she 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 dug the show. She wasn't totally lame all night, but she definitely <laughs> wasn't nerding out like I am. Like, because that was I I I mean I'd seen live performances of it before, um, but but only like you know on youtube and stuff that was my first time experiencing it live so as a master with master props being my favorite album and cliff burden being such a, a a big reason why i ever picked up the bass that was a really um that was a really special cool live moment for me as well 
Were you were you in the seats? Were you on the floor? So, yeah, so that's a good question. I was going to ask you guys the same. So I was on the field, but if you recall, and maybe I'm not sure if India was set up the same way, but you'll have to tell us in a moment. But uh, Yankee Stadium was like had a VIP field area mm-hmm. that was like fenced in and then like a secondary field area that was behind it. Do you remember that? Yeah, I was in the I was up in the front of it. Yeah. Yeah, I was up in the second. Like I was back in like the second uh, field part. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So we were probably, we were so close. No matter how far. Yeah, not not too far away. I was trying to think of the next line. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, nothing else matters. Yes, there you go. But yeah, we, so I was in the back half, which was a little disappointing for me because I wanted to be front and center, but it was, Still, I still got the atmosphere of being on the field, and it was probably the best thing for uh, my girlfriend to not be right up in the thick of it because I feel like um, she would have gotten tired of, uh, you know, doing this motion and right. trying to stay afloat, and I would have got tired of like pushing people over it for her. And it was—I don't mind if I get crushed, but <laughs> it, was, it was surprisingly roomy up there. Was it? Yeah, well, don't which, tell me that. That's my only justification no. of not feeling bad about oh, no, it all these seats. It, it was claustrophobic, to be honest. But yeah. if if it was alternate, it was a little bit. If if it had been a little bit roomy, it was. I, I was a little bit surprised. Like there was obviously a crush in the to the front. Yeah. You know, like the first fifteen twenty rows, the the width of the stage. It was. You know, you were shoulder to shoulder, ass to ass with people. But if you stood, if you step back from that first fifteen rows, you could you could kind of move around a little bit pretty freely. That's where the the famous uh, wheelchair kid came from. <laughs> right. Yes. That, that famous picture yeah. of the kid crowd surfing in the wheelchair. I was standing right next to him when they picked him up, and I went, "Oh shit, this isn't going to be good." And it, he got all the way to the front. He, he crowd surfed in a wheelchair all the way to the front. Was... Yeah, the, the metalheads are making sure that they are taking care of him. Um, Brett, what about you? You know, I don't recall if there was like a, a sectioned off spot in the front. Um, I, I think, and I could be wrong, I think it was just a standard outdoor setting. Um, I went to the right. I always go to where, where Kirk's at. Um, I always go to his side of the stage, but, but Jason's right. The, the crowd rushed, and in India it was maybe like the first ten or so rows, and after that I was standing. There. It was like pretty roomy, just like he said. Um, so I, it was a really good vantage point. I was a lot closer for Anthrax, and then Megadeth came on. I you know, kind of like didn't get pushed back, but taking a couple steps back. Um, but it was just your standard as far as stage setup and way, you know, you were standing, it was your standard outdoor, like, you know, I guess similar to 2017, uh, arena tour, you mean like, like in a football stadium kind of, you know? So I'm curious, um, to hear your thoughts on the set list. Um, let's go through it real quick. They're both almost identical. Both shows started with Creeping Death, which I thought was really cool because the first time I ever saw Metallica, uh, which was on uh, Summer Sanitarium 2000, uh, they also opened up with Creeping Death in that show. And then they also opened up with Creeping Death. Well, 
technically they open up with so what into creeping death on cutting stunts which was like the first like vhs uh one of the first vhs videos i bought when i was like in middle school when i was like brand new so i've always liked that song it's like a great opener so i was really happy that they opened with that and what better way to start a metallica show than twenty thousand people chanting die 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 but i will always miss jason newstead on vocals going motherfucker you need you need jason on that song live uh but then they do um creeping death right into for whom the bell tolls then fuel then ride the lightning fade to black cyanide all nightmare long sabbath true welcome home sanitarium orion one master of puppets blackened nothing else matters and inter salmon and then they go into the encore which we'll get to a moment because the encore does change for uh both shows but the indio new york show are identical um through their overall thoughts on the set jason i i love when they start uh so the, okay so there's those people that we know and and maybe you guys are them I, i'm not sure but there's always people that are like oh man i don't I hate when I go see him and it sounds, it feels like they play the same stuff over and over and over and over. And I'm like the total opposite. I, 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 when I go see them, I want, I want to hear the, the classic staples, so to speak. I mean, yeah, one or two may be different, but, but I, I love when they open with creep and go right into fate. I mean, the whole place is just buzzing when that happens, you know, I mean, the energy is just through the roof. Everybody, you know, people are fired up with the, you know, getting into the, you know, to the die, die chant and everything and, and everybody's banging their head. And then when it goes right into the, I mean, then the place just explodes right after that. I think they should open every show like that. (laughs) Like every show from here until they (laughs) retire, they should open with those two songs. That's just my opinion. I like to like, um, I, the, the, I guess I'm, I kind of am, with you and kind of on the other side in terms of how they structure their set like if i go see metallica like i love all the songs so it's it like i i'm not going to be disappointed with what they play right um but uh and and i'm gonna be if they didn't if they don't play one if they don't play master of puppets like that's weird like right I, yeah exactly but but at the same time you know you hear those songs at every show if they pulled out a dire's eve I'm not going to be upset. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm kind of like on both sides of it, but um, yeah, I do like one thing I wish they would go back to doing more of um, is sort of like through the death magnetic era, like the order of the songs were uh, a lot more fluid. I feel like in terms of placement throughout the night and then like on hardwired, it got, like a little bit more structure, like you knew what, like, you know what, like the last five songs are going to be, right? You know, they're most likely going to be one master, nothing, Sandman, seek. Maybe they deviate like one of those. Um, but I, I, I like hearing like, you know, if they move up, uh, you know, one of those, one or two of those songs early in the set list and just kind of spruce it up that way. I think that's a really easy way to like mix up the set list, even if you're just kind of playing, um, the standards, but I, I thought the show was very solid and I, I thought there was a little bit of something for everyone. Like if you're a casual fan, you got fuel, you got, um, you know, salmon, you got Sabatru, you got, you got all the standards and then you get uh, a couple, not, not really like 
deep cuts, but ones that might not necessarily play the whole time, like uh, Blackened, Ride the Lightning. They got Orion, which you know I would consider more of a deeper cut, I suppose. Uh, you know, uh, so I thought it was a, like a really good mix. Brett, what about you? You know, I thought it was basically you know like your standard greatest hits set list, which to me is great. Um, I'm, I'm with I'm with you guys on that. I don't care what they play, if it's a greatest hits type set list, if it's another set list where they're doing like a lot, a little bit more deeper cuts. I mean, it's a Metallica show. I mean, it it, it doesn't matter what they play; it's going to be awesome. You know, um, so I thought it was a great set list. I'm, I'm in agreement with you guys. Never go wrong with opening Creeping Death. To me, it's probably the best ever. Uh, well, I would go between that song and Bread Fan as best ever show openers for Metallica. And I've heard them both open shows. Um, but I thought it was a great set list. Your, your five songs out of the gate, four of the first five songs are Ride the Lightning songs. So they're going with the tried and true classics right off the bat, get people you know, get people fired up, going crazy. Um, I would like to tell you something that happened that was kind of interesting. So, like I said, the four of the first five songs are uh, Ride the Lightning. Then they go into Cyanide. The two dudes next to me, full-on battle vests, like chains, seven-inch-long spike arm collars, you know. When they play, when they start Cyanide, they turn their backs to the stage you know they didn't do the middle finger like 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 the old metallica fans did back in the day they turned their backs and it was two of them and, and i asked them like oh we don't like the new stuff i'm like these songs are better than fuel and you didn't turn around for fuel you know and then of course sabbath true comes on two songs later and they turn back around and then after that i kind of moved around and didn't see him again but I thought that was kind of odd that they would you spent your money and you're going to turn around for two songs, minimum two songs. So I thought that was odd, but yeah, I mean, great set list overall. Uh, Puppets was great. And I, I especially enjoyed the, uh, the encore with, uh, with the Fram I evil. I thought that was cool. There is something strange and like a little ironic about seeing a band that is as massively popular as Metallica and thinking you're taking like this underground stance, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I get, I guess I get it. If you're like, you know, it wearing, you know, like a Norwegian black metal shirt and you're like, fuck this band. All right. I get it. I don't agree with it, but I, I get somebody's mentality, you know, but if you're, you know, there for them <laughs> and your big, like stance is going to be, fuck death magnetic <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah, but man. yeah especially if you're not turning your back on like the reload tracks and the black album tracks like if anything you should only be <laughs> there for the first four albums and and why waste the money there's so many things wrong with that <laughs> but <laughs> when they did uh when they did the acoustic set in the in the reload summer tour yeah um i had had a I'd had a few in the parking lot before. And when they started that acoustic set, the guy about six seats down from me just started screaming about it. Kind of, kind of the opposite of what your guys were doing, Brett, rather than turn around, he was voicing his, his displeasure at the acoustic. Mm -hmm. And I leaned down and I'm not really sure exactly what I said, but he stopped. That's, that's all I'll say. I'm not. I don't. I, to this day, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I know he was like 
all right, man, fine. And he stopped. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I recall, so I did not see that tour, but I had an older brother. It's not even like, he likes Metallica, but he's not even like that into them. But he, he went to that show and I was so pissed, but he was older than me, you know? So he had more freedom to go with his friends or whatever, but I was so pissed. But he, he told me that, um, you know, they did their acoustic set and that people booed during the acoustic set. I'm like, who pays money to see a band? And like, if you don't like it, get a beer, go to the bathroom or just sit there. But like, or leave. <laughs> but like, I, I just don't understand that. But I, I guess uh, James had uh, said something like, oh, I see you guys like this. So we'll play some more. <laughs> and then continued through the acoustic set without missing a beat. Because... <laughs> They, I guess they didn't care, <laughs> as they should. Um, and there were plenty of people there, too, who were into it, I'm sure. You know, like we all would have been, I'm sure. So then, you, Brett, you had start talking about the uh, encore bit. And this is where both shows differ. So at the Indio show, we get Am I Evil, Hit the Lights, Seek and Destroy. And Am I Evil is the big all-star finale, so to speak. Uh, where you have members of each band, Megadeth, Anthrax, Slayer. Um, I remember seeing video of this and just being in awe that Dave Mustaine was standing on stage next to these guys. I'm really fascinated to hear your thoughts on it, Brett, because not only were you there in person, but there was no... um, Maybe people were guessing maybe they would do something, but um, you know, there's no reason to think that they definitely would um you know by the time they came to yankee stadium we knew that they had been that they had done these all-star jams and we figured that they would be doing one uh, so brad i'm really interested to hear what your reaction was um there was a lot of buzz going around the crowd earlier in the day that they were going to do this um i don't remember you know where that came from or, or why the, you know, the rumor was um i'm sure i'm sure it was it was on the forums or whatever. I don't recall, but there was a lot of buzz and I still didn't think it was going to happen. And then you could kind of see a few of the songs prior to that, like maybe Blackie, Nothing Else Matters, Inner Sandman. They were moving things around in the back and the people who had been standing there watching, you know, kind of, you know, on, on the side stage, you know, the people who had been standing there watching all of a sudden weren't there anymore. And the curtain had been pulled back a little bit. And it was like extra you know, gear. Um, and I'm like, well, maybe they are going to do it. But anyway, when they come out, I've got the sheet here. It looks like everybody participated with the exception of Tom Araya. And I have read two different interviews of why he didn't do that. And one, he sounds like a total dipshit. The other one, I was like, all right, I, I get it. Um, but, uh, but I mean, it was awesome. But they came out. I was stoked. Everybody you know, plugged in. It was really cool to see James and Kirk both of those guys have time kind of just getting right up next to Dave and kind of and jamming. Um, I, I thought it was going to be just James singing, but I think Joey Belladonna sang a little bit as well. And I don't recall if Dave did maybe, um, but definitely Joey Belladonna sang a, a verse and a chorus here. Um, really, really cool to see. And you could tell when you are watching it, you were witnessing something real special. Like, you know, we're, we're never going to see this ever again. Little did we know 
I'd be sitting at a bar, you know, not too long later going, oh, they're going to do another one at Yankee Stadium, you know, kind of, you know, and, and stuff like that. So, and I don't recall them. I, I guess they did it overseas, right, on the DVD. Yeah. Um, but I, I, and that's maybe where the buzz came from. They were going to do it. I don't know. I'm, I'm old and events, you know, I don't, I can't remember them too well anymore, but, uh, it, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was, it was one of the better performances they could have ever seen. Yeah. I mean, and it comes across the DVDs from Sofia, Bulgaria. So I think I forget how many big four shows they did, but I I think there was maybe just these three, maybe there was a fourth one. But there was no more than that. I know they did a West Coast one, the India one. They did the East Coast one. They did one in Bulgaria, and I think that might have been it. But I'm sure if you guys do not know, somebody on I, the interwebs I think, will tell me. I think in Europe there was four, because I know the very first one was in Poland, um, or Czech Republic, or something like that. Uh, there was the one in Sofia. That's the one that was the. That's the one that they showed in the movie theater. Right, that um, came out on DVD. Yeah, I think I feel like there was at least one or two more other than those than those two. In your maybe right, and and you know what? I, now that I'm thinking of it, I think there might have been one or two festivals that uh, had like you know one of the all day weekend long festivals, but they had all four bands as. But maybe like Sonosphere, Sonosphere. Maybe? And and did you know that they own that? They owned that Metallica did. Really? Yeah, yeah. They they had bought the title and the the festival naming and all that good stuff. It was so it was technically theirs. Oh wow! I had no clue. I've never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, I, I remember. I can't remember. That's another one. My brain's turned into mush too. I suppose. I can't remember where the hell I read that at, but but that they. That was something that their management uh, had come up with overseas, and it was that was how they did the Big Four, and then they did they sold it as a festival with a shit ton of other bands. That's interesting. That makes sense, um, but I did not know that. So you you had mentioned the movie theater, which is something I kind of forgot about going to this recording. Uh, you went to the movie theater to see it, Jason. Yeah, yep. Me and a bunch of my buddies went. Uh, acted like idiots. It was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, were you able to go to the theaters to see it? No, I, I didn't. Um, I don't think it came near me. I don't, oh, I don't recall it, it even coming to the theaters near me. Yeah, it was one of those limited run things. Like, I think it was like one night only at select theaters. I had one nearby. I uh, I called my buddy up and I was like, there's like a big four show at the movie theater. Let's go. So we drove over. Definitely had a, a a few beers before the movie, and we go in, and I swear it was like a concert. There was people standing, screaming. There there was a mosh pit that broke out on the floor. I was like, "What is happening?" Um, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and that's why when I went to um, when I saw S and M two in theaters, I was like, "I wonder what it'll be like." Uh, but everybody just sat there quietly and enjoyed the show. <laughs> <laughs> If you've not seen that, uh, the Sophia DVD, the the Blu-ray, the one that was in the theaters, oh, get it. I'm telling you. It's really yeah, I, it's It's, gonna, I have it's got it. all four bands, their full set list, yeah. the whole deal. I have it. It's really excellent. The, it was an edited version of the theater, so you know they condensed um, songs from each band. They condensed their set list. Um, so you they packed it into like a, uh, probably like a two-hour, maybe three-hour thing. 
Um, but the DVD has the full sets, um, and it is it is well worth the investment. I'm sure now too you can get it cheap somewhere online or. Um, and of course, uh, there's always a thing called uh, <coughs> YouTube. Um, if you want to uh, find the full sets, I'm sure they're on there as well. Uh, but you did not hear that from me. Not that I'm breaking anything that uh, nobody, not, not like it's breaking news. <laughs> um, so before we wrap up, um, I'm curious if now there's been ever since the last Big Four show, which was. I believe the one we saw, Jason, at Yankee Stadium was the last one. Yeah. Um, oh, and by the way, the encore for the Yankee Stadium one was Overkill Battery Seek and Destroy. And Overkill, you know, was the all-star jam. But as I mentioned before, it did not feature as many people. Mustaine was not there because of uh, his health issues. Um, Tom, again, did not take part. Brett, do you remember what the reasoning was for Tom? I remember reading interviews as to why he didn't participate, but I don't remember the reason why. One of the interviews I read that he said it just wasn't his thing. You know, he wanted to just go backstage and kind of relax and hang out. Another interview I read said that he couldn't get his bass sound the way he wanted to, you know, which so I was like, okay, if that's the legit reason that I get it, like he doesn't want to go out there and look like an idiot and sound bad. Um, I kind of didn't buy it, but you know, that's, that's the two I read. I'm thinking it, just not being his thing was was the real reason. Um, but like I said, I'm kind of looking at the list, and I think he's the only one that didn't show of, of the guys in the band. I mean, even Rob Cagliano did, and I was kind of surprised you know, to see him out there. I'm like, oh, surprised you know what the song is, dude. But yeah, that's, those, are the, those are the reasons I heard. I, I'm, I'm leaning more towards he just wasn't his thing. I mean, my response to that would be, so the singer of God Hates Us All needed to chill in the back and relax. <laughs> no. And and uh, the bass sound is complete bullshit because they have the world's best people there working for Metallica, never mind the rest of the bands. And if uh, everybody else can get a, a, a decent sound, Tom could get a decent sound. And guess what? When you do an all-star jam with 20 guys or however many number there was that night, it is what it is. Like the, the, the point is not how great it sounds. The point is like the, the doing it and getting, and getting that visual picture and just, yeah. just having fun with it. Like just having like a jam. So I, I think, I think, I think he was more just, he didn't want to do it and it was what it was, which I guess is valid, but I think it's lame. Yeah, I would agree. Very lame. I'm curious because this has been sort of uh, an ongoing debate since the last Big Four show at Yankee Stadium. Um, You know, the bands have been going back and forth in the press on and off ever since it happened. Will there be more? We know that Slayer had Jeff Hammond obviously has passed. Slayer has retired. Of course, they can always do a reunion thing down the road with Gary Holt or somebody else on guitar. Um Anthrax is plugging away. Megadeth is plugging away with another new lineup since the last time they did the big four shows. And Metallica, of course, still the gods of metal. I stole that from Man of War because, uh, or they're the kings of metal, I guess, not the gods of metal. But Metallica's both. I'm going to proclaim them the gods and the kings. Um, but uh, 
So that obviously, um, Metallica is still going strong. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not sure about that, then you should probably go back and listen to the last three years of the podcast at least, or and or maybe you know, search Metallica on Spotify or something. I don't know. Just Google them. Google them. Um, but uh, will there be another big four show? You guys think, Jason? Oh no, I don't think so. And the the reason I don't think so, uh briefly is the the guy that you were just talking about the guy that we were just talking about um i I don't think i don't think he'll they'll have to really 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 throw a a truckload of money at him to get him to be willing to give up the the power that he's now kind of got with the fact that they're retired and you know and i i don't think that ever sat right i don't i don't think it ever sat well with him that it was Metallica's show and it was, you know, their whole thing and that they were opening for them and all that. I I don't think they ever sat right with him. If you watch, if you watch that DVD, uh, there's some behind the scenes stuff. You can see when James goes to talk to them about jamming with them that night in Sophia. And he's kind of like, uh, you can tell he's kind of like, eh. so short version or short version of the long story. No, I don't think so. And that's why. All right. The behind the scenes stuff too that you mentioned is great. That's another benefit of uh the DVD that have all like they have like basically a mini documentary that follows the bands backstage throughout that weekend. Brett, what about you? Yeah, I kind of agree. Um I don't necessarily think it's just because of Tom. Um I thought it was a load of bullcrap that everybody in the press blamed Metallica. Like, oh how come there's not that many big fours? Like, well, you know, Metallica runs that, you know, runs the show. I think it was a culmination of a lot of factors. Um, Dave Mustaine being a big one. I think uh, just like Jason mentioned with, you know, Tom not liking the fact that it's their show. Um, Dave Mustaine probably got sick and tired of like, I don't want to play at five o'clock in the afternoon anymore. Um, but yeah, they would have to throw a lot of money at people to get them to do it again. I think they've had opportunities before to do them. And the fact that they didn't take off at that time I don't think we're ever going to see one again. I agree with you guys. I think it's done. We're not going to get it again. Um, I think, you know, for all the reasons you guys mentioned, I think the egos play a big part of it. Um, And let's be honest, at the end of the day, it's Metallica show because they're by far the biggest band. And that can be a hard pill to swallow sometimes for um, others, perhaps. Um, I think big part of it too is just uh you know every band pretty much has their own thing going on has their own moving parts it's incredibly difficult to uh schedule something like that without um doing it probably well in advance um and i mean slayers retired and the other bands only have so much more time left um we might see a variation maybe of the big four down the road maybe i'm sh- maybe anthrax metallica do something i'm sure anthrax and megadeth have done stuff since then um maybe megadeth metallica even will pair up for a show here or there or be on the same bill at a festival but i don't think we're gonna see all four bands uh play a big four show again um i just do not think it's in the card so let's value that we the three of us were fortunate enough to uh, get to see a moment in history. 
Um, and you know, the videos are out there for, uh, everybody else to enjoy. And, uh, the big four, uh, Yankee Sam show was one of the ones that played during, uh, the weekly quarantine concerts they were putting up on YouTube, which was really awesome to relive that mm-hmm. Jason, uh, anything you, any final words, do you want to tell people where they can find you on the Twitter or anywhere? Oh, if you're really bored and you're interested, uh, I'm at script Ohio on Twitter. Uh, always good for, um, sports and music talk. Um, I'm sorry about your Browns. I was rooting for them. Uh, but Hey, they made it far, much farther than my Patriots this year. Um, which we're not going to talk about. It's a sore subject after 20 years. I'm a spoiled fan, but, um, Brett, any final words and, uh, anywhere people can find you online. Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter, metal dog wings. Um, where you can find me trying to do everything I can to get Jason riled up every day <laughs> and, <laughs> and get him mad, just, you know, just egging him on, um, which is always a good time. Um, but, uh, and I've got a YouTube channel called headbangers closet where I, uh, show my Metallica and other metal band, uh, collection, vinyl records, CDs, DVDs, posters, shirts, the whole nine yards. Um, and that's basically where you can find me. Awesome. And I'll put a link in the episode description to everything that was mentioned. So please check it out. Check out the YouTube show. I was able to check out a couple episodes. Very cool stuff. Uh, we'll have to have you on again, Brett, to talk a little bit about your collection. Um, guys, this was great. Thank you so much, Jason. Thank you so much, Brett. Peace. I want to thank Jason and Brett for coming on Metallicast. I had a great time talking to the two of them. So happy that Jason was able to come back on and that we were able to get Brett on for the first time. This was a great conversation about the big four concerts that the three of us had the privilege to go to. Please check out the links in the episode description if you want to give them a follow on social media. And of course, check out the YouTube link for Brett's videos about his awesome vinyl collection. Hope he'll come back on to talk about his collection soon. Please give Metallicast a follow on social media at MetallicastPod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're new to the podcast, please give me a subscription. Please give me a download. Please give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I need, I need, I need. But in all seriousness, it goes a long way to helping the podcast grow, which is always a plus for me. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen. Middle of your ass, yeah! That's not experts.